when you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players. You have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, David. listening to just pod baby a las vegas raiders podcast brought to you by silver and black and now your host evan Grote. let's go raider nation it's that time of the week again welcome to just pod baby for your week 11 raiders chiefs preview a lot to discuss tonight as we get ready for sunday night's game and it's a big game for both teams this episode of just pod baby is brought to you by silver and black today Make sure you have the website bookmarked. Scott Gilbranson leads a talented group of writers over there, including our guy Mo Moten, who joins us every Monday night as my co-host. Also, make sure you're listening each and every day to Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. in Las Vegas. That's 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific time, and that's 5 to 7 for those of you on the East Coast. I listen with the TuneIn app on my phone or sometimes through my Sonos system. I love it. And finally, make sure you're uh, subscribing to this show. Okay, and you can also follow me on Twitter at egrote 5 So make sure you're doing both of those things. Now, support for the show is brought to you by our friends over at Manscaped, who is the best in men's blow-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. If you're looking to save yourself some money, 20% off plus free shipping if you use the promo code PODBABY. Uh, the plan for tonight, guys, uh, the show, uh, going to be a little bit abbreviated tonight. I, w- I co-hosted with Scott today on Raider Nation Radio. That took away from a little bit of my planning time, uh, but not, not a big problem. We're still going to bring you a good show tonight. At the top, we're going to get to some conversation in regards to COVID. It's impacting both teams this week, especially your Las Vegas Raiders. And in segment two, we will go through uh, the Thursday night injury report. Uh, And we'll be joined by our guest this week, Jay Binkley, who covers the Chiefs for 610 AM Sports Radio in Kansas City. That is the flagship station for the Chiefs. But this week, we start with more of the same. And that's right, it's unfortunate, but we just can't seem to get away from it. There's more COVID-19 talk surrounding the Raiders. Uh, So that's where we're going to start tonight. I'm sure by now you've heard Wednesday on Wednesday, several more players were added to the COVID list for Las Vegas. Many of the players coming from uh, the defensive side of the ball. Malik Collins, Jonathan Hankins, Kendall Vickers, Jonathan Abram, Arden Key, Isaiah Johnson, and practice squad player David Irving were all added to the list to go along with Cleland Farrell, who was tested positive. Uh, he's on the list along with Corey Littleton and LaMarcus Joyner. Now, it doesn't look good right now at the moment. I'm not going to lie to you, uh, but things could certainly change um, in the next couple of days. Um, And and it's important to keep in mind that um, a lot of these guys are on that list for close contact purposes. Only Farrell and Littleton were guys that tested positive. So there's a very good chance... um, that as long as there's no more positive tests between now and Sunday, uh, that a lot of these guys will actually be on the field. So make sure you're uh, staying in tune with with all of that as we get in toward the weekend here. Now, the downside to this is obviously these players who are on this list have not practiced all week. That's a big big issue. 
not an ideal situation to essentially have your entire starting defense miss a week of practice uh, the week of the Chiefs game. But, you know, this is the nature of the NFL in 2020. This is just what uh, all teams are, are having to deal with. And the Raiders are no stranger to this. They they went through this a couple weeks ago with the offensive line. Now, how much of a role will it play in the game, not having the defensive players at practice? That's yet to be determined. We, we really don't know. But as I mentioned, they the closest thing we can that we have to compare is, is the Tampa Bay game a couple weeks ago when, you know, the similar situation occurred with the offensive line. Now, in this day and age, one of the good things that, that Las Vegas has going for them is with all the capabilities that, that Zoom presents and all the other technology that's out there. I was listening to Paul Gunther's press conference today, and he talked about you know the players uh, getting practice film. And so these players are still very, very engaged on the game plan and what's going on during practice on a uh, you know week, uh, on a day-to-day basis even though they're not there in person they're still very much involved as much as you can be from from afar so it's not as if these players aren't informed of the game plan and what's what's going on the issue comes down to the lack of repetition that these players are getting on the field and that's a big again that's not I'm not I'm not um I'm not downplaying that it's a big big factor uh, now maybe for some guys the added rest this week will be a good thing. You know, I, I think us as fans, I think when we look at a situation like this, we, 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 we tend to focus on the negative, but perhaps there are some positives that could come from this. Now, staying with COVID, uh, we got some good news on the Trent Brown front this week. Adam Schefter reported that Brown could be cleared to resume practice as early as next week. So that's a great sign. That'd be great to get him back. But I would warn us all, before we get too excited remain cautiously optimistic. And that's not me taking a shot at Brown. That has nothing to do with that. It's just it's just the fact that, you know, we, we've gone down this road a couple different times this season with Brown when we thought he was going to be back and it just hasn't worked out. So, you know, I'm going to believe it when I see it with Brown, but the news does sound promising uh, on that front. Now, the last thing that I want to get to before we get to our first break is, is Paul Gunther. He did have a press conference Thursday, uh, and I see a lot of people out there on, on Raiders Twitter really unhappy with some of what Gunther had to say in his conference. Now, I listened to the conference, okay, and I got to tell you, Raider Nation, I think you're being a little bit too emotional with this. I really do, and I'm not sure if any of the listeners out there are some of these that are some of these people that are, you know, out there on Twitter you know, crushing this guy. But the the first thing I would ask you is how many of you actually listened to the entire press conference? That would be the first thing I ask. Because it, it, it seems to me that maybe some of you are just overreacting to a quote that you saw on Twitter. You know, the, the beat writers, oftentimes they'll put up, you know, short quotes from the coaches and players, you know, based on what they said. You know, are, is that what you're, basing your opinion on is just a, a quick quote that you read. Now, I, I will say you need to make sure you're, you're, you're getting the full scope of things here before you go out and start, start killing the guy. That, that's, that would be my one piece of advice. Okay. I do have some of the audio here. Uh, let, let's take a listen. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know, uh, you know, how we can beat these guys with a full lineup of practice, let alone three quarters of your lineup, not here all week. You know, what don't they have? We're playing the world champs. 
But don't they have? They got a great quarterback, great receivers, great tight ends, lines physical, and they're coming off a bye. So it's a daunting task. You know, I know one thing that uh, we're going to show up at 520. We're going to 100% because that's what we do. So we'll get these guys ready to play. Whoever's out there at 520, they'll be ready to go. All right, so that's the first uh, piece of audio I have. And, and I got to tell you, some, some of the things that I was seeing on Twitter were, were people saying, oh, he's, he's you know, putting excuses already for a, a, a loss. You know, what, why, why is he being so negative? That kind of stuff. That that that's what I was reading from from people who are unhappy. And I gotta tell you guys, I didn't see anything that was uh, out of line there by Gunther. I, I think all he did was state the truth. They're the world champs. That's true. They got a great quarterback. That's true. He's got twenty five touchdown passes, one interception. He's he's on track to be the MVP last year. They got great wide receivers. That's the truth. They got a great tight end. That's the truth. They're coming off a bye. Andy Reid, I think, is 17 and 3, or maybe it's 18 and 3 off a bye. I mean, that's pretty ridiculous, right? It is a very difficult task to prepare this for this team, this offense, when you're at full strength, let alone when when you're not. So I don't see anything wrong with that. I think I think people are too quick to jump down his throat and, and you know just place blame on him, okay? The defense has played better as of late, and let's give him some credit for that, okay? So I would advise you to just take a step back, relax with that first comment there. Now, I do have another piece of audio that I want to take a listen to. Here we go. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I, like I said, I like I said, it's tough enough when you have, you know, a full a full lot in the guys of practice. You know, you gotta put, get them on the zoom, but it's just not the same when you're not when you're taking the reps. Um, so, you know, it'll be a big challenge for us either way. Whoever can play, whenever they can get here to play, uh, to get them caught up on the plan of those things. But uh, we're not going to gear back as far as that goes. Again, with the second piece of audio there, I'm not hearing anything. I'm not hearing excuses. I didn't hear any excuse there. I heard the truth. It's not ideal. It's not an ideal situation whatsoever. But when the guys are available, they'll get cut up to speed and they'll be ready to go. That that's what you want to hear from the coach. So um, again, just 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 my two cents there uh, on what I was reading from Raider fans on Twitter who were very very critical of what Paul Gunther had to say in his press conference today. So all right, we're gonna take a quick break. When we return, we will go through the Thursday injury report, and I'll be joined by my guest this week, Jay Binkley of 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. Be right back. And welcome back to Just Pod Baby, the Week 11 preview episode. Raiders-Chiefs this week, big rivalry game. Chiefs are going to be looking to get a little bit of revenge on their AFC West rival. As we know, the Raiders did win the first meeting in a shootout, 40-32 in Arrowhead Stadium. This time the Chiefs travel out west to uh, the desert in Las Vegas. Uh, What we're going to do now is we're going to take a look at the injury report for both teams as we do every week on the preview episode. We're going to start with the Chiefs. we're gonna. I do want to make a comment on a couple of things. I, I know they had some COVID concerns 
uh, of their own earlier in the week, uh, placing three of their offensive linemen on the list. I'm not sure what the situation is with those guys anymore. I know that I'm pretty sure they were placed on that list due to close contact. Uh, so I'm not sure if they're, they've been cleared to play or not. That's one thing I will talk to our guest Jay Binkley about when, when he comes on in just a moment. But um, a couple of those guys who were on that list, Eric Fisher, tackle, and Eric uh, Mitchell Schwartz, the other tackle, uh, for them, I do see that Fisher was back as a full participant in practice today, so that mu- that leads me to believe that he is all good to go from the COVID list and whatnot. Mitchell Schwartz, though, he did not participate today, so I'm not sure what the deal is with him. And then the other offensive lineman is uh, Rankins, I believe his last name is Rankins. I'm not sure, again, what the deal is with him. We'll, we'll ask Jay about that. A couple other guys, uh, Taco, Taco Charlton, uh, the defensive end for the Chiefs, did not participate Wednesday or Thursday with an ankle. Uh, Mike Reimers, who's another offensive lineman for the Chiefs, limited both Wednesday, Thursday with a rib. Chris Jones, he's been dealing with a growing, but he was full participant uh, both days this week, so he will play. Um, Kyle Saunders, defensive tackle, full go both days with an elbow. Sammy Watkins, uh, I don't think he played last week. Now, I'm pretty sure he's been out for the last couple weeks. He looks like he's going to be back. He was a, a full go on Wednesday, and he was limited limited today in practice uh, with a hamstring. The other big one would be Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who is just dealing with some sort of illness. He uh, did not participate in practice today. Uh, but don't forget, they do have Le'Veon Bell now on that roster. So if it's not Edwards-Alaire, it'll be... Uh, Heavy, heavy workload for uh, Le'Veon Bell. So, so pick your poison there with that Chiefs backfield. Now, we jump over to the Raiders, and I've already commented on a lot of those players uh, who are on the COVID list for them. They should all be good to go as long as there are not any more positive tests. But I do want to talk about a couple other players. Uh, most importantly here, I want to talk about Colton Miller, who missed last week's game. And has not practiced in a while, but he did return to practice this week. Okay, limited on both Wednesday and Thursday, as well as Maurice Hurst. Okay, he's missed the last couple games. Uh, he was limited both Wednesday and Thursday. Now, I spoke with Vinny Bonsignor when he was on with Scott and I today, and I asked him about um, ha- if those two are, you know, the expectation is that they will play, and he said he does believe that they will play. So that's a great sign uh, for, for those two guys. Um, a couple other players, Sam Young, he's you know he's been dealing with injuries all season long. He was limited on both uh, Wednesday and Thursday, so he should be good to go as well. Everyone else looks like they were full participants. Morrow was listed on the report with a knee, but he was full, full go. Carl Nassib listed on the report. He's full. Waller came up on the report this week with a back injury. He practiced in full both days. A couple guys were limited. Eric Harris with an oblique was limited all week. And Alec Ingold, we know he's dealing with two fractured ribs, so they limited him this week in practice as well. Okay, so that's your your injury report for the Raiders this week. Uh, appears that things are, are trending in the right direction. All right, let's go out to the phone lines now and bring in our guest for this week. Joining me on the line is Jay Binkley, who covers the Chiefs for 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City, which is the flagship station of the Chiefs. Jay, thanks for giving, me, giving us some of your time tonight. How you doing? Hey, no problem, man. How you guys doing? 
doing all right. Thanks for asking. Now, uh, there's a lot going on uh, out at Raiders headquarters this week with several players being placed on the COVID-19 list, but I want to ask you about uh, some of the Chiefs players. I know that earlier in the week they also had some issues of their own with, with players going on the COVID list, three offensive linemen. Uh, can you give us an update with, with their status for Sunday night's game? Well, the left tackle, Eric Fisher, is back, and that's a big one for the Chiefs. And Mitch Schwartz is back, too, the starting right tackle, but he's been out the last couple games with a bad back and uh, didn't practice, really, so I wouldn't even count on him playing. It'll be non-COVID-related. He's still dealing with a back issue, and Martinez Rankin, one of their backup offensive linemen, uh, still on that list, not playing, and McCole Hardman, their wide receiver, um, it's still on the uh, the COVID list, uh, and I, I I don't know. I mean, he didn't practice at all, so I, I can't. But it is 2020, and sometimes guys play or not. But I wouldn't expect that. Uh, as a matter of fact, the uh, special teams coordinator Dave Tobe was asked about that. McCole Hardman back on punt, returning punts, and you could see Tyree Hill um, being one of the punt returners for the Chiefs uh, this coming Sunday. Now, there's been a lot made this week with with this supposed victory lap that the Raiders took around Arrowhead <laughs> Stadium after their yeah. their Week Five win. Both Andy Reid and John Gruden they spoke about it. Travis Kelsey he's been pretty vocal this week. What do you make of all this? Is it is it being overblown or is it something that is really motivating the Chiefs this week? Well, I mean, I don't know. If it's just, you know, it's one of those things. I don't think that many people are putting too much stock into it. I mean. Chiefs kind of waved it off. I mean, their offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, was asked about it today, and he said, "Well, you know, the AFC West is competitive." And as you heard, the uh, Max Crosby when he was on with Calvin Goward, he said he didn't realize what they were doing. Um, could the bus driver have popped off to uh, John Gruden, and John Gruden made the choice uh, because of that to do it? And who knows? They have two buses, so you never know which one he was on at all. So I don't know. It, it sounds like the way you know John talked about it being a, you know, the bus driver did it. This could have been maybe his his doing, but Andy Reid and Sean Gruden are friends, and I think most of the Chiefs just kind of, you know, laugh it off. But, uh, you know, if it's one of those things that does motivate them, I mean, it's hard to find motivation for the Chiefs. So I suppose um, some of them do take offense to it or whatever, that, that that's the way they're doing it. But the Chiefs are looking at this game uh, no less because of that, the, uh, the bus it's a big game for the Chiefs. They've only lost one game in the last 378 days, and that was to the Raiders. Uh, Andy Reid has 18-3 uh, after buys. As a matter of fact, he's 17-3 after the playing a team for the second time in a season, and that's what's important to him. It's important not letting the Raiders get within a game. It's important not having the Raiders have the, uh, have the uh, tiebreaker over the Chiefs. It's important to keep pace with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, you know that are on track for fourteen and two or fifteen and one. I mean, I doubt the team goes sixteen and zero. I mean, it is their best start in their team history. Uh, they could, I guess, but they still have to play at the Bills and they still have to play the Ravens again on Thanksgiving night. So, you know, at worst, Pittsburgh's probably a fourteen and two team, and the Chiefs have a little margin of error if they want that uh, coveted one buy that you have in the AFC and NFC this year. Jay Binkley of Sports 10 Sports Radio in Kansas City is our guest this week on Just Pod Baby. Now, Jay, you touched on Andy Reid and, and the success that he's had coming off the bye week. It's really legendary, and it's really amazing, really. Uh, what do you think? Why is it that he's been so successful coming off the bye week? 
he's an excellent planner. He's really particular um, in his play calling. He and Derek Bieniemy, as far as what plays to run, what worked, what didn't. Um, he and the coaches were going to take a few days off. Not many. They were still going to be working. But he gives the players. He, he was notorious for you know in the beginning when some guys would practice during that that bye week of giving players the time off. Uh, now the Chiefs didn't leave the city and do things that players normally do during bye weeks. They all stayed around here, obviously, with everything going on with the, with, with the uh, COVID issues. So, you know, they all stayed back here. But he gives them time off uh, to kind of relax and recuperate. And the coaches will do some working. And Andy Reid is so meticulous in his play calling and his planning for games that, you know, giving him that extra time, that, that's huge for Andy Reid. And every game in the AFC West, Chiefs either have a mini-buy, meaning they played on Thursday night before, like they opened the season on a Thursday night, then they had an AFC West road game in L.A. Uh, they The Bills game, they had the mini-buy before the Broncos game, and they have a full-buy before the Raiders. So it was a fortunate schedule that every AFC West road game came with either a mini-buy or a bye week uh, this season. But uh, he and John Gruden have had some battles. You know, they're 5-5 five and five against other in their lifetime. Uh, John did beat him in the postseason once when he was in Tampa, and Andy was in uh, with the Eagles, beat him in the AFC or the NFC title game. Uh, but Andy's four and one against John uh, since he's been with the Raiders. But lifetime regular season, they're five and five against each other. Couldn't get any more closer than that. Now, following the the Week Five victory uh, that the Raiders had over the Chiefs, the Chiefs has gone on to win four straight games, and, and one of the big changes that Kansas City made was bringing in Le'Veon Bell. I know three games is a is a small sample size for him, but how does he fit in with this offense? I think he's fit in well, especially fit in well with the locker room, and, and one of the big reasons the Chiefs were so high on Le'Veon Bell was his blocking ability. He's a tremendous blocker, and a lot of people don't realize how good of a job he was as a pass protector, and that's important. You know, keeping Mahomes upright, you know, and being on those crucial third down plays. Now, we haven't seen a ton of Le'Veon this year. He's had to learn the playbook of Adam Gase, obviously, with the Jets. And Andy Reid's playbook is not an easy one um, to learn. So I expect he'll be acclimated uh, more into the offense as we go forward. I mean, who knows? This could be the big Le'Veon Bell game. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, their starting running back, was out with an illness today. Not COVID-related, but it was an illness. Uh, so this could be a week for Le'Veon Bell. Um, you know, I, I expected 60-40, kind of the, the, kind of the uh, ratio in carries eventually. Some say 50-50. It was 50-50 a couple weeks ago, but uh, Le'Veon still hasn't got a big bulk of the workload yet. But that could happen at any time. Everything's different uh, with the Chiefs who they decide to uh, who they decide to kind of, you know, accelerate in a game and put the big numbers because you look at last year, first six games, they had six different leading wide receivers. It just depends on who that's going to be, who the Chiefs focus on, and who the defense decides uh, to take out. Sammy Watkins has been out the last couple games, hasn't played since week five, and Travis Kelsey's really seen his numbers explode the last couple of weeks. Uh, kind of those tough inside catches that Sammy Watkins was known for getting, but he's a he's a go in the Raiders game this week. So if Hardman doesn't play, it doesn't look like he is. So Sammy Watkins, their true number two, will be back, and that's uh, big for the Chiefs' offense. 
Now, I want to go back to that first meeting uh, real quick. Derek Carr had a big game, threw the ball over the yard, 340 yards passing and and three touchdowns. The Chiefs' defense did allow some explosive plays on the back end as well. Is this an area that they've they've cleaned up a little bit now since since that Week 5 game? Yeah, they have, and they haven't really seen a lot of teams go over the top of them. You know, they face good quarterbacks, you know, like Josh Allen with with a gun, a cannon on his arm that can really wing it downfield, and they haven't seen that as much. I think that the Raiders caught him by surprise a little bit. The Chiefs did get Alexander He's been uh, back at practice since last week. He's the rookie that already has a couple of picks and a, he was, broke his clavicle on a pass defended. Um, we'll be back. And of course, the Chiefs uh, go out and get DeAndre Baker, the first round pick a year ago from the Giants, who was cleared in Florida of the, uh, of the all charges. So the Chiefs went out and snagged him, but I wouldn't expect him to play for several weeks, to be honest with you, and I'm curious how they're going to be using him overall. But, uh, no, I I don't expect um, Derek Carr being able to go over the top. The Chiefs do lead the NFL in pressures. They're they're not up there with sacks. They're kind of like the Raiders. They get after the quarterback, don't sack him as much. But I I think two key figures for the Raiders with Trent Brown on the offense and Cleveland Farrell on the defense. Cleveland Farrell had a huge game against the Chiefs with pressures in that first meeting. Nine pressures is what he ended up with against the Chiefs. That was three times more than he's had in any other game. And he was a big factor in that first Chiefs game, and that's a big loss for the Raiders. Absolutely. That is that is a big loss. Great point you, you make there. Now, despite giving up the, the 40 points to the Raiders in that first meeting, the Chiefs defense overall is still giving up only 20 points a game. I believe that's sixth in the league. But one of the areas that they continue to struggle is against the run, allowing 138 yards per game. Now, Josh Jacobs, yeah. he's coming off two 100-yard games in his last three efforts. Is this a matchup that gives you some concern for the Chiefs? You know what? We've seen three of the last four weeks, the uh, the Chiefs have allowed runner, the teams to run for 104 yards or less. The Broncos did come out and explode for 144 yards. It didn't really matter. The Chiefs pasted them in that game, so the ground game didn't matter. The Chiefs were willing to give it up. But uh, the pass defense is what's been leading the Chiefs this year. It's been exceptional, except for that Raiders game. I mean, what Derek Carr was able to do against it. But the running uh, defense has seen itself get a little bit better. As I said, three of the last four teams have only gone for uh, the, the, the max has been 104 yards in three of those four games, except for the Broncos at 144. So we've seen the numbers come down from – the way they were earlier in the season. That's kind of the way it was last year. You know, the first half of the season, teams were running all over the Chiefs' defense. They started to clamp down a little more against the run, and I'll credit, you know, kind of using the linebacker, Willie Gay, they drafted this year out of Mississippi State, kind of changing things up. But, uh, uh, you know, the Chiefs, they, they know that their strength isn't against the run. Um, you have to do it effectively, and you have to do it to control the clock, and you have to limit Mahomes. The Panthers tried to do that. Patrick had the ball for 21 minutes, and they still were able to score 33 points. So, yeah, that is a big weakness for the Chiefs. But the points per game is huge. Uh, That Raiders game was an anomaly. They had gone through the first, what, six games not allowing over 20 points. So uh, they do bend, but they don't break. All right, Jay Binkley, everyone, 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. Jay, thanks for hopping on with me. It was great chatting with you. Enjoy the game on Sunday, and keep up the great work. Hey, man, enjoyed it very much. It's going to be a good one. Okay, great job there by our guest this week, Jay Binkley, with some of his thoughts coming out of Kansas City. All right, guys, that is going to wrap it up, though, for this week's 
episode. The Raiders have a great opportunity to creep just a little bit closer to the Chiefs in the AFC West standings. A win would put them only one game behind the Chiefs with six games to play. Hey, why not, right? I mean, anything can happen. That's why they play the game. Take care out there, everybody. Be safe. Enjoy the weekend, and you can expect to hear from me early next week with the recap episode. Until then, I am your host, Evan Grote, and as always, just win, baby.